Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Are you keeping a secret right now? Um, you'll be interested to hear from my next guest who spent years studying the psychology of secrets, what motivates us to keep them and what makes us inclined to divulge them. Michael Slepian is the author of The Secret Life uh, of Secrets and he joins us now. Michael, how are you today? Good, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. I, I feel immediately slightly discomforted uh, talking to you as I, I feel I'm an absolute hive of secrets. Um, <laughs> we, we all have them, don't we? Yes, we do. And it's not unusual to have them. No, no. The average person, in fact, has as many as 13 secrets at any given point in time. And would they be kind of ranging from deep, deep, dark secrets to little kind of tiny ones? Exactly. Right. Um, so how do I know? Is, is it healthy to have them or should be trying to share them or what should my view of them be? So not all of our secrets hurt us, um, thankfully. And so the question is, which of us hurt us and why? My research shows that the secrets that hurt us the most are actually not the secrets that we most frequently conceal in conversation. It's not the ones we have to frequently hide while talking to other people. It's the secrets we frequently think about on our own time that are the most harmful to our well-being. So the secrets that you just can't stop thinking about, those are the ones that you have to do something with to, to reduce that burden. Right. I feel I feel a bit of relief now straight away. I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, because I just kind of felt that over the course of your life, there are loads of things that you'd prefer to people don't need to know. I think the, you'd work on a people don't need to know this about me type of thing. Um, but there would be ones also that, that, as you say, haunt you. What What kind of ones would they be? The secrets that cause us shame, the secrets we feel very isolated with, the secrets we feel inauthentic for keeping, and the secrets we feel really uncertain as to whether we're doing the right thing. Those are the secrets that tend to be on our mind the most. Those are the secrets we tend to feel least capable of coping with. And what I often tell folks for those secrets, you certainly don't have to tell them to the person you're hiding them from, but simply talking to a third party can make the world of difference. Right. So I think that's that's a huge difference, isn't it? Because I think when you think of a secret, you do think of, of a loved one or someone that, you know, um, you, you might feel, you know, feels like they might have a right to know this or something. But but to, to share it, it, it's it's more that to share it, it doesn't necessarily need to be that person. There might be more useful people for you to share it with. Yes. People who tend to be really helpful when it comes to our secrets are people who are compassionate, people who are not judgmental and, and caring and empathic and who will listen to you. And, and um, other folks that are very useful are people who are assertive, it turns out, someone who will push you to do the thing that you need to do. It strikes me those people could be people that you're paying money to um, and are seeing professionally. Certainly, it could be that. It could be um, someone. It could be a bartender. It could be anyone. A uh, anyone you feel comfortable talking to. <laughs> It could be a bartender. Really? <laughs> I'm thinking yes. it could be a bartender, it could be a hairdresser yes. or a taxi driver. So it turns out what's really helpful about talking about the secret with someone is not just simply saying it out loud. That, that can feel good. Um, but that's not what turns out to be helpful in the long run. What's helpful is that the other person will respond in some way and whether they might validate your experience, they might say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that or that might be tough. And even that's helpful, but even more often they'll give some useful advice or, or guidance or emotional support. Those are things that are hard to find on our own. Right. Well, what's the benefit of you in that? Is is it that a, a secret kind of shared? Is you're unburdening yourself? 
Yes, it feels unburdening to share a secret, but it's specifically the help that you get from unburdening a secret that helps you move forward. Right. So I'm just trying to think of some of the secrets you would keep. Um, I, I presume infidelity is, 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 is one for many people. It's certainly on the list. So there's this list of 38 common categories of secrets that I use in my research. And we know this list is very comprehensive because when we give it to people 92% of the time, when they, when they say a secret that they're keeping, it fits on the list. One of the items on the list, if we just show people the list, uh, more than 97% of the time, they have at least one of those secrets from the list. And that's where that number 13 comes from. The average person is actually keeping 13 kinds of secrets from this list of 38. Other common secrets include uh, a significant lie we've told, romantic desire while single, family secrets are common, secret ambitions are common, romantic discontent. Uh, one of the most common secrets we keep that we don't tell anyone about is what I call extra relational thoughts. You're right. in a relationship and you have a romantic thought of some kind about another person. Okay. Uh, that's very common, is it? Yes. And and should you tell the person you're with that you're having this kind of thought about somebody else? It sounds like you'd absolutely be bringing a world of pain on your head that you don't need to bring. Yeah, this is an example of the kind of thing you may not need to talk about with the person who you're keeping it from. And, you know, that kind of secret, most people don't feel particularly burdened by. I think people understand it's a pretty common experience. Right. I think you're breaking the rule of, of absolute basic common sense uh, for <laughs> sharing that one. Um, there was one thing I was reading about it. It, was, it seemed to be that, that your past failures could be things that haunt you and that you're secret about and you don't want to tell people about. That that strikes me as something that would be very unhelpful. Well, you know, it depends. There, there's so much we can learn from talking about past failures and mistakes and, and we can learn from each other. One of the most frustrating things about a secret is that is about something in the past is you can't change that past and there's nothing you can do to change it. But, you know, you can learn lessons moving forward. Right. So you can at least see that it was, it was a mistake you made and you can move on from it. On the, on the infidelity thing, um, that must be the hardest one to, to answer, whether you should share that or not. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And so here are some things to think about. If you're in that position, yes, it's it's as hard as it gets when it comes to these decisions. And, you know, one thing to keep in mind uh, that most folks think is a significant issue is, was this a one-time thing? Or is this something that's happening repeatedly over and over? Most folks agree if it's something that's happening repeatedly over and over, maybe that's not an okay secret to keep. Now, if it was a one-time thing... Now you can start wondering whether it's okay to keep it. You know, the question to ask yourself if it was a one-time thing is, why do you want to reveal this? Is it just to lift the burden off of yourself? Because the risk is that can make you feel better and then make your partner feel a whole lot worse because now you're just placing the burden on them and they they have to live with this um, for forever. And so... The final thing to think about, um, whether, you know, whether it was a one-time thing, why do you want to reveal it, is would your partner want to know about this? And I surveyed 300 people this question. Imagine your partner out of town, got drunk one night, cheated on you, would never happen again, has never happened before, total lapse of judgment, won't happen again. This was a one-time thing forever. Would you want to know? And 77% of people said yes. And that number surprised me. I thought it would be lower. 
But the main point to take away there is some people would want to know and other people would not want to know. And so what you really should do if you're in this situation is do not make this decision all by yourself. It's too complicated. It's too difficult. Talk to someone you trust who bring in the barman get through with. Exactly. Um, and I think what the 77% uh, say they want to know, I'd, I'd go as far as say there are 77% of people who think they want to know this news and, and they find out they didn't really. Um, when you were doing the research for this, you discovered a family secret yourself, didn't you? I did. And so I had already been studying secrecy for about a year, it had been relatively new research at the time. And I'm on job interview the whole day is about talking about this research on secrecy and later that night i get a call from my dad he says he needs to talk to me and he then goes on to tell me that he is not biologically able to have children he was telling me that he wasn't my biological father and and of course that's shocking information to learn but what was even more shocking was to learn that it was this secret that my family was keeping from me and plans to keep from me for forever. So how many people in your family knew the secret? Pretty much all your family, was it? Yeah, all, all of us except for my younger brother and me. And, and we were learning the secret in our early adult years. Right. And did your dad say uh, why he decided at this point to tell you? Yes. Um, so it turned out that my my mom actually let the secret slip to my brother over the phone uh, the the day before, and they're like, "Oh well, you know now now they need to tell me too." And you know, very thankfully, they waited until after my job interview was over. Um, you know, did it have to be that midnight? It could have probably been the next day, but it, it it you know, family secrets are just so common, and it's it's so there's so much to learn about what we want to hold back and why and and what happens when we learn these these kinds of things right how how was your, your dad um we still call him your dad uh, obviously um after he told you because a lot of people think that if you do have something like that and that must have been on his mind with you um his entire life that w- when you get it out that you are unburdened that people will feel that that, that you know that, did he say he felt unburdened he felt relief afterwards yeah, and when I asked later when writing the book, you know, what made this secret hard to keep, it, they they were speaking like they were my research participants. They were saying the same things that I find in my studies, which is, you know, it wasn't technically difficult to keep it in conversation. You know, if you ever thought of it during a conversation, you just don't mention it. That part wasn't hard. What was hard about having that secret was just living with it alone in your thoughts and, and wondering whether you were doing the right thing. And that's all gone, of course, now. Anyone else who has anything similar to that would probably find themselves in, in a similar position. Uh, people asking, is there a physiological response that's common when you're keeping a secret? It, it can feel a little stressful in the moment of when you're hiding a secret. And so, you know, if we could measure physiology that during that conversation when you're concealing a secret, you might see a little spike there. But it turns out that even more stressful than that it's just thinking about the secret alone in your thoughts. That turns out to be what's most stressful about secrecy. And the divulging it, because I'm, I'm wondering if our listeners might like to divulge their secrets now. <laughs> um, they, they an, anonymously, <laughs> anonymously, obviously, but, but if they do, does that help? I mean, cause years ago, we used to go to confession and, and tell a, a priest our secrets. Um, did, did, you know, would, does just telling somebody... With getting it out in the open, even if it is anonymously, does that make a difference? 
It does. Um, and, and when it really helps is when that other person can respond to you. So if you just reveal it anonymously online and there's no way for people to respond to it, that's not as helpful. Um, you could try journaling. That can work, but the risk is it becomes a written record of your harmful rumination. What you're really trying to do when you're coping with a secret that, that's bothering you or upsetting you or that you're not sure how to handle is you're trying to find a new perspective. You're trying to find a new healthy way of thinking about it. And that often comes from conversations with right. other people. And that's, if you really, yeah. yeah, if you're really, really not ready to talk about it, um, in the book, we talk about ways to get there, okay. um, to get to that level of comfort or to how you can start coping with the secret without another person involved. What are the kinds of things they would yeah. tell you that would be so helpful? Okay. I, I suspect uh, that getting somebody else involved, though, is the way to go. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. It's absolutely fascinating um, listening to all that. The book is called The Secret Life of Secrets. We will have more for you after this. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.